Welcome, everyone. It is January 2024, so Happy New Year to each of you. I hope that uh, you had a safe and happy new year, and all the best to you and your families. This is the first episode of the Tactical Transition Tips. It's a mouthful, but uh, I'm hoping you'll bear with me on the title. These episodes, and I hate calling them episodes, but I haven't figured out another name for them yet, are meant to be short, sweet, to the point, help you get in, get out, get the information you need, and be done. They're intended to be a complement to the podcast, the long-form edition of the podcast, The Transition Drill, where I interview guests who are veterans and first responders, and they talk about their transition away from these careers. What I intend with this component or this aspect is to just give you some tips from all the conversations that I've had and what I've learned to help you better prepare for your transitions. The other thing that I really want with this and with the, the podcast itself is questions. Questions from you about what you would like to hear who you would like to hear, or what information you would like for me to present. So please, you know, if if you have a question, shoot it to me. You can contact me through the website, transitiondrillpodcast.com, and I will start addressing those questions as a component of this. The reason why I chose tactical transition tips, tactical implies securing an objective or meeting an objective through strategy. You need to be clever. You need to be resourceful. You need to have ingenuity and skill to achieve those goals. And so when it comes to transitioning from those careers or these careers that we're in, it takes planning. It takes adaptability. It takes resources. A successful transition is not going to happen just by happenstance. You need to be planning for it. So each week, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have an overarching topic. And what I will do is I'll present a short, and I'm going back to that tactical, that shooting, that that's a component of my career in law enforcement. But I'm going to provide a close-range tip and I'll equate that to shooting, close range. You're up close, you know, that that one to three yards. You're just getting your weapon on target. You may not even have an opportunity to find your front sight, but it's it's rapid, it's immediate. And how that transitions or translates to those who are in their transition phase. Maybe you're in it right now. Maybe you got wrapped up in something and your p- transition is potentially going to happen. But regardless, you're very close to it happening. Uh, I'll even put it in a time frame of probably less than a year out. The next tip I'll provide is a medium range. And that, going back to the shooting aspect, you've got time to find your front sight. Maybe you got a little bit more distance between you and the target. You've You've got the ability to kind of better prepare for your shot. Well, same way with your transition. Maybe you're in that three to five years out. You're close, but you're not 
just starting your career or your your potential transition isn't a decade plus away. So you've got a little bit more time here to start better preparing for that transition. And then the last one is long range. And that's, you know, I'll, I'll even over generalize it. And that's almost kind of like, that's your sniper shot. That's your prone rifle shot at, you know, 25 plus yards where you've got the chance for good breath pattern, good sight picture, really taking the time to engage your target. Same way with your transition. You're 10 plus years out and you've really got a lot of time to put pieces in place to make your transition as easy and as less stressful as possible. So that's kind of the mindset behind these episodes. So going into this first round, first episode, whatever you want to call it, we're going to talk about, or I'm going to talk about, understanding your skill set and how they transfer to the civilian world. So the first order of business is close range. What you need to be doing is you need to evaluate what your current skill sets are. What skills and classes and trainings have you already been to? You may not have the time to get to more training, but you've already you've got the skills and the skill sets in your back pocket at this point. How do those skills transfer to the civilian world? How do those skills transfer to the job that you want? You have to look at your technical abilities, your leadership skills, your soft skills such as teamwork and communication. All of those can be transferred over to the civilian world. It's just a matter of how you take those skills and make them marketable and or translate them into verbiage that works in the civilian world. For example, say you were a squad leader. Well, in a civilian position, that's going to be something like leadership, team management. So you have to basically, it's almost kind of like going to a dictionary and getting the definition of a word. Take what you've done to this point and find the way to put it in the verbiage for the job that you want that makes sense or more importantly, better aligns itself with the requirements for the position. Where you could aid yourself in this is find a mentor. Find somebody who's already made that transition or somebody who's in the position that you want to get to and get their input. Find out how you could take all of your skills and translate it so that it fits best to the position that you want to get to. So somebody who's already in it is going to be better at helping you make those connections, making those analogies. So don't just go into this transition blindly and think that you can just kind of wing it. You've got to put all the resources that you've got available to you to work for you. So seek out a mentor. Seek out somebody who can help you translate what you've done and the skills and training that you have 
into the job that you want to get to. Your medium range goals. Again, this is somebody who's got a little bit more time. Maybe they're a, over a year out, but maybe closer to three to five years. You've already gone and evaluated the skills you currently have. And you may have the, let's even take it a step backwards. You got to really kind of def- think about what job you want to transition into. And now start looking at the skills that you already have and the skills that you're lacking that that position needs or that position requires. Seek out additional training. Seek out the ability to implement or or put yourself in a position where you can add to your training and your ability. Um, The more training and the more education that you bring to the table is obviously more beneficial. But at the same token, invest in yourself. Don't think that, okay, I'm lacking skill set B, whatever it is. And I'm going to request that my agency or if you're, you know, a veteran or the military that, you know, the military is going to provide you with that training. Sometimes you might be stuck in a position where that training doesn't equal to your current assignment. And so your boss, your leadership, your management says that training class doesn't apply to you. So we're not going to, we're not going to send you to it. If your agency won't send you to it or the government won't send you to it, Consider investing in yourself and put yourself through that class. I don't know if that's an option for everybody, but it's something that you need to consider. Don't simply say to yourself, oh, I can't get that training, so I'm just going to forget about it. You need to be investing in yourself. You need to think about what you can do to better prepare yourself for your transition. Sometimes your organization isn't going to give you all of the pieces that you need. You might need to go find some of those pieces on your own. You can read books. There's a million YouTube videos on topics. Again, like I said previously, start seeking out mentors. Start learning from the people who are already in that position what is needed for that position. It may not necessarily be a specific class, but it may be more specific experiences that you need. Start documenting everything that you're doing today. Document every operation that you do. Document the successful ones as well as the unsuccessful ones for two reasons. One, by documenting all that you're doing, it's going to better help you prepare your resume and present that complete picture of what you're bringing to the table. But equally... It's real easy to highlight all of the successful things or the successful projects, successful missions, whatever you want to refer to it as, that you accomplished. Be thinking the other side of that coin, though. Document the unsuccessful operations, the unsuccessful tasks. And not because you want to diminish your ability or be able to say that, you know, or or look at yourself as like, I couldn't do something. What you want to use those and I'll loosely call them failures, they're learning points. And so when you sit down to talk to somebody at that next job that you want, they're going to ask you, tell us about your strengths, but also your weaknesses. And maybe a weakness might be, 
hey, I was put in charge of this or I was assigned this task. It didn't go according to plan, but here's what I learned from it. And I didn't make that mistake again. So just start documenting everything. Anytime you're put in a leadership position, you know, take charge of this team. It might not be a long-term position. It literally could be a single operation, but you were put in charge and you were given the responsibility and the the challenge of seeing it through to its completion. The last tip or the, the last category of tips is the long range. And this again goes towards those of you who are, I'll, I'll loosely say this, a decade out where you've defined your skill set and you've, you know what you have right now. You've defined and identified the skills and training that you want to receive. That's great. But think about practical application. Think about how you go to sell yourself to the company that you're going to transition into. You can not only, or you don't, want to just say, I have training in A, B, C, and D. You can say, I have training in A, B, C, and D, plus I have practical application in A, B, C, and D. So take this time now to put yourself in those positions where you have the opportunity to be the team leader, to be a manager, maybe even consider promoting. All of those things are going to benefit you long-term. Challenge yourself. You know, it, it's real easy to kind of get into our own little bubbles and say, but I really like what I'm doing right now. This is fun. I don't want to step outside of that. And that's great. You know, that's, that's that teeter-totter that we all have to balance in our careers. You want to do things that are fun. You want to do things that make you want to go to work each day. I get that. But you also have to think about, do those skill sets transition to your next whatever the next is, your next job. And I'll use an example for myself. I kind of ended up on a path. It, I didn't go looking for it, but I ended up there accidentally. And I spent the majority of my investigative career in the fraud realm. Computers, internet crimes, identity theft, all of that type stuff. Part of it, granted, I, I, I truly did enjoy the challenge of those investigations, but I saw early on that they were marketable skills to the outside world. And so I remember having a conversation with another investigator who had been a gang investigator his whole career. And he told me, he says, he goes, you're lucky that you found something that you enjoy that has that skill set for outside of law enforcement. He goes, I'm going to retire with 30 years as a gang investigator, and it really doesn't make me marketable because if you think about it, there's not a lot of jobs out there that are going to be looking for a gang investigator, you know, in the civilian world. So just think about what you're doing today. You know, if you're on a narcotics team and you're running 100 miles an hour, or you're on a SWAT team, that's great. What do those skill sets or what do those job requirements transition to? Yes, you're a SWAT guy. You can take tactics and shooting and all of that to the civilian world. But understand that you're one of many trying to operate in that space of shooting and tactics. So you may be more in a position of having to start your own company as opposed to somebody from a private sector company looking for those skill sets. I'm not saying they'll never translate. But what I'm saying is 
be as broadly marketable as possible. Just remember, though, or, or I'll reiterate this, what you're doing today is your investment in your future. If you're going to give the time to your organization, 20 years, 30 years, whatever it is, be thinking about what can you take with you from this organization and what are the skills and what are the training that you can acquire in that time that's going to make you the most marketable when you decide to leave. So to wrap this up, I can't say this enough. Be thinking about tomorrow today. Unfortunately, these careers we've chosen, we might have a plan to go 20 years. We might have a plan to go 30 years, whatever it is. But unfortunately, these are also careers that literally tomorrow can be tomorrow, whether you get injured, whether you do something that your agency says, we're no longer going to be behind you, so thank you, there's the door. You may find yourself in a position where though you had a long-term plan, other things happened and the roller coaster ride comes to an abrupt end. Be proud of what you do now. Have fun with what you do. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed my 30 years of law enforcement. I enjoyed the opportunities that it provided me. But at the same token, gather those skills and those abilities that are most marketable when you leave. Be thinking about making the well-rounded package. It's not about what I used to be. It's about who I am going forward. And what I mean by that is these careers allow us and afford us the ability to open quite a few doors simply because of who we are and the professions and careers we came from. And that's great. Utilize that, those keys to unlock those doors. But the thing is, is once you step through the door, you need to be more about what you provide going forward as opposed to being the I used to be person. So invest in your future. Think about what you can gain from the organizations that you work for and how you can gain as many skills and abilities that make you marketable outside while still balancing finding those assignments that are fun to you. But understand that something that may be fun to you today and what you enjoy doing today might not have a transition to the civilian world. So be honest with yourself. You got to look in the mirror and say, hey, running and gunning and chasing down, you know, dopers. Is that something that's going to afford me the ability to find a job when I leave this career? If you're in the military, yes, those 100-mile-an-hour teams are great. And, you know, if you're fortunate enough to be in, in the, the Tier 1 elements, more power to you. And I say, take that challenge on because you're going to gain a lot from those positions. But just understand, simply because you're in one of those positions doesn't make you marketable. It helps you get through a lot of doors but now what can you do when you get through that door? Like I said, I wanted to keep this short and sweet. 
I appreciate your time. Again, if you have questions, please ask them because this is my ability to give back to you. I present you guests and they can tell their stories of their transition, but I want to help you with your specific questions. So reach out. Let me know what you want to hear from this pod, from the podcast or from these shorter transition, tactical transition tip episode, episodes. Thank you again. See you on the next one.